All right. Well, where we kind of left off this morning uh, was right around verse 15 of Judges 6. And we're reading about Gideon and his story. And the whole question here again is, how did how did Gideon become a strong person? Because he didn't start out that way. He started out as an incre- incredibly weak person. And that's encouraging to me because if he was weak and became strong, that means I can become, I can be weak and become strong too. And so we're just studying some, some of the, the journey that he, uh, the steps in his journey that he took to becoming this strong person. So starting off in verse 15, which is kind of where we left off, we see this kind of conversation between God and Gideon. <clears throat> and as we mentioned this morning, Gideon was a pretty polite guy. He says, uh, pardon me, my Lord, uh, but how can I save Israel? You see, Jesus, or excuse me, the Lord had just told him, you go in the strength that you have and save Israel. And so uh, Gideon's question right off the bat is, how? How am I supposed to do that? And I've found that when God tells us to do things, he almost always tells us to do something that's harder for us to do you know, on our own. He's always going to ask us to do something impossible, something extraordinary. And so Gideon replies, you know, how can I save Israel? And then he goes on and says, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. That was a tribe in Israel. And I am the least in my family. And so we see right off the bat that Gideon is focused on himself. And we got to remember this. This is a huge lesson. Why are we so weak as people? Why are we so weak as Christians? It's because we focus on ourselves. As soon as we look at ourselves, weakness comes right into the equation. And so our life's goal really is taking the focus off of ourselves and putting the focus on the Lord. And that immediately brings strength. How, how did Gideon become a stronger person? He learned to stop looking at himself, and he learned to start looking to God. If we look at ourselves, all we're going to see is deficiencies, weaknesses, um, shortcomings, uh, failures. But we're strong when we look at the Lord. And we saw that in Ephesians 6.10, and I'm... I'm uh, repeating some of this morning but in Ephesians 6 10 it says finally be strong in the Lord where do we find our strength not in ourselves we don't dig down deeper to find strength in ourselves we find our strength in the Lord and so this is this this is uh, uh, God's promise to us as it was to Gideon in verse 16 the Lord answered I will be with you how was Gideon gonna gonna defeat Midian he was going to do it because the Lord was with him. And the Lord told him, you are going to strike down all the Midianites and you're not going to leave any of them alive. Um, sometimes, as we mentioned this morning, God uh, uh, God does the striking down for us. Sometimes the battle is the Lord's. But sometimes God says, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And um, that's just so- that's God's sovereignty. He decides how the battle is going to be won. But I'll never forget the story in Narnia. Uh, one of the four four kids in the Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia, written by C.S. Lewis, um, was confronted by a wolf. And um, Aslan, who is a lion in the story and represents God, um, God or Aslan in the story didn't get in the way. He put Peter, one of the characters in the in the story, out in the middle of the circle of of people and of creatures, and he had to fight the wolf 
head on, face to face. And I'll never forget the line from that, that book. It said, let the prince earn his spurs. And sometimes God says, I'm going to throw you out there because I want you to taste victory for yourself. I want you to see what it's like to win victory because I'm on your side, but you're going to do the fighting. And um, God's telling us, just as he told Gideon, and this is what made Gideon stronger. One of the many things that made Gideon stronger is God said, you're going to strike down the Midianites. You go out. You go earn your spurs. And God's calling us to be warriors for him. That's what he told Gideon. He said, hey, mighty warrior, you're going to go out and win the battle. And so... um, uh, what you know? What are some of our battles? Well, the Bible refers to our battles as mountains, as mountains. And he says, you know, the, the Bible tells us, you know, in Mark eleven twenty three, he says, "I tell you, any one of you," and and Jesus was speaking to his disciples, "any of one of you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and uh, and if they do not doubt in their heart, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done for them." And it's time for us to start confronting our enemies in prayer and and speaking to them as we would mountains and saying, in the name of Jesus, be removed and be cast into the sea. That's how we're going to be, begin to confront our enemies. So we go on in, in verse 17, again with this question, how did Gideon become a stronger person? Gideon replies to the Lord, if now I have found favor in your eyes, Give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. And I want to stop and ask you, how many times has the Lord spoken to you and you've kind of wondered, was that God or was that just a nice, wonderful thought in the back of my head that just popped out? And so Gideon was in the same boat. He wasn't 100% sure that it was God talking to him. And so he says, if I found favor in your eyes, well, in modern day, uh, lingo, what we would be saying, God, if I if I really have your grace in my life, if you really love me, if you really uh, look on me as your son or your daughter, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. And I am sure that every single one of us has has uh, asked that question, God, please give me a sign. <laughs> if that's you, I need to hear from you, and I need a sign to make sure that's you. Please do not go away. So this is Gideon continuing to talk in verse 18. Please do not go away until I've come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And listen to how good God is. Listen to this. The Lord said, I will wait until you return. Isn't that awesome? God wasn't there with a with a hammer and saying, no, I'm not going to give you a sign, Gideon. My If my word should be enough for you, you just do what I tell you to do. He wasn't that way. God sat there and said, I'll wait for you until you return. I just think that is so full of grace. God loves us so much. He's so kind-hearted. He's so gentle to us. He loved Gideon so much. He loved Gideon so much. Even though Gideon was weak, um, and and didn't believe God at first, he still loved him. He was patient with him, and he's patient with you and me as well. But in verse 19, Gideon goes inside. He prepares a young goat. Uh, he prepares some bread. He puts some meat in the basket and some broth in the pot. He brings it out and offers it to them uh, under the oak. The angel of the Lord said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and place them on this rock and pour out the broth. So Gideon did so. 
Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared out from the rock, consumed the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that this was the angel of the Lord, and I'm going to pause there just for a second. You know what? We need to learn to watch for God's signals, signs and signals. We need to learn to watch for them. God does not not want to give you a sign. (laughs) He gives us signs all the time. Now, they may not be like this sign, but he gives us signs. He gives us answered prayers. He gives us all kinds of signs and signals, and he uses positive reinforcement to, to show us that we're on the right track and to confirm his word inside of us. And so here's some signs and signals that I've learned to recognize that shows, okay, God did tell me that. God did tell me to do this or to not do that. And so here's, here's some of the ones that I've learned to recognize. A deep inner peace. Whenever God has told me to do something or to not do something, and I start down that path of obeying him, he gives me a deep inner peace, and I know that it's him talking to me. Here's another one that God, another sign or signal that God gives me to to confirm his word, to show me that it's him talking to me, okay? It's when the joy in my heart just starts bubbling over, and I can't contain all that joy. That's a clear sign, a clear signal that God has, in fact, spoken to me. Another one is a strong confidence that that what I'm doing is the right thing to do, even when others oppose me. And I've had this happen several times, and I'm sure all of us have, is, you know, you make a decision, and it's a tough decision, and people, even people, good friends, family members, they start opposing you, but there's something inside of you, a strong confidence that says, you know what? I know I heard from God. I know I'm doing the right thing, and I'm going to go down this path because I know that God has spoken to me. That strong confidence is another sign, another evidence that God is speaking to you. He's directing you, and these things make you stronger, by the way. These things strengthen you. Another another sign or a signal is sometimes people will, themselves will confirm what God is telling you. So if a godly person comes up, God's been speaking to you, he's been dealing with you about something, and then a godly person comes up and basically tells you the same thing, that's another sign or signal that, that godly advice that, um, that from that godly person, that is going to to reassure you that you're on the right path. A couple of others is... is, is uh, sometimes, and this doesn't always happen, so you don't necessarily have to look for these, but is providence. When things just start falling into place and clicking, and you realize, you know, that was God. He told me to do it, and he made things just kind of fall into place. It's a sign. It's a signal that that he's He's spoken to me. So these are just some examples, and I'm sure uh, if I were to ask you, you'd have your own examples of what it is, what kind of signs God gives you. But we need to learn to perceive and to know God's signs and signals. Be on the lookout. Be watchful. Be waiting and be aware of what those are. 
And as we do that, we're going to grow stronger, as did Gideon. You, do you think Gideon grew stronger when he saw the angel disappear and that his, his sacrifice was consumed? You bet you he became stronger. And we become stronger too as we learn to recognize God's sign and his signals. When he answers a prayer, it's, it's a sign from God. When he uh, gives us progress in our spiritual life, that's a sign from God. When he reveals his power in our lives, that's a sign from God. Uh, making us a different, better person, that's a sign from God. So we need to be on the lookout for these signs just as Gideon was. So anyways, Gideon goes on and he exclaims, Alas, sovereign God, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, because Gideon was thinking he was about to die, okay? It freaked him out. But he said, the Lord, the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. And so Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is peace. And to this day, it stands in this, in this town of Ophrah. So God's message to Gideon was, Peace, do not be afraid. You're not going to die. And I want to tell you right now, your story is not over. The end isn't imminent. God still has a plan for your life. So stop thinking that you're about to fall off a cliff. It's not going to happen. God's telling you, hey, peace be still. Just like he told his disciples when they thought they were about to drown in the lake, when there was a storm, he said, peace be still. In other words, the story isn't over. Stop thinking your your life is over because your health is ended. Stop thinking your life is over because you've run out of money. You know, stop thinking your life is over because you've heard bad bad news. Peace be still. And that made Gideon such a stronger person. And and in fact it, it stopped him so much that he came to know the Lord as peace. He came to know the Lord as his prince of peace. And so, uh, you know, we need to get to the place where we're standing on the rock, the solid rock of Jesus. And when we get bad news, it doesn't cause us to tremble. It doesn't cause us to shake. It doesn't cause us to doubt. We stand firm. We stand strong. And we become stronger as a result of it. We need to take courage. We need to be hopeful. And we listen to this. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus and stop fixing our eyes on the problems around us. Stop looking at your health. Stop looking at what the doctor said. Stop looking at what your family's told you. Stop looking at what your maybe a, a parent told you when you were a small child. Stop listening to those things and start looking at Jesus. And you're going to become a stronger person, as did Gideon. So from that day forward... Gideon knew God as peace. It struck a chord with him, and he learned how to live in peace, even when there was chaos around him. And so I want to ask right now, what do you know God as? He knew him as peace. Do you know God maybe as your healer? Do you know God maybe as your provider or maybe as your freedom? He's freed you from something. Do you know God as your power? A source of power? Do you know God as your salvation? Maybe you know God as your joy or or as your happiness. Maybe you know God is the one that makes you successful or gives you hope. God is the one who gives you companionship. I'll never forget listening to um, a, a, a recent widowed uh, woman, uh, 
I can't remember how old she was, but I'll never forget her telling me something. Um, she said, you know, I lost my husband, but I learned the comfort of God, of God. And I felt a warm, comforting blanket come over me after the passing of her husband. I'll never forget that story. She knew God as her comfort. And each of us, we need to experience the different aspects of God uh, in a fresh way, in a fresh way so that we know God in a new way. And that strengthens us. That strengthened Gideon. But let's move on in verse 25. It said, that same night, the Lord said to him, to Gideon, all right, now here's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> all of a sudden, Gideon has his first set of instructions as this new warrior, as this strengthened man, uh, as this man who's had an encounter with God. He says, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole. These were idols beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on the top of, the, of this height. Using the wood from the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took his ten servants and did as the Lord told him. All right, He took action uh, of what God was telling him to do. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than in, in the daytime. In the morning, when the people of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished with the Asherah pole uh, beside it, cut down, and the second bull sacrificed on the newly built altar. And they asked each other, this is the townspeople and his family, who did this? Well, let me tell you, I want to remind you of something. You aren't going to become a stronger person until you take a stand. Strength doesn't come to make you stand up. Strength comes after you've stood up. There's a certain level of internal fortitude that has to say, you know what, I'm sick of this. Enough's enough. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to take a stand. And when you take a stand, you are going to be standing against something or against someone. And that's why you haven't stood until now, as you knew that you were going to have to confront something. Well, that's what happened with Gideon here. He stood up and he did what God told him to do. All right? You're going to find your strength when you finally stand up. So we read on here. When they carefully investigated, they were told, Gideon, son of Joash, did it. The people of the town demanded of Joash, bring out your son, he must die. <laughs> no wonder he was scared. No wonder he did this at night. He knew what was going to happen. Uh... One thing is to be threatened to lose your job, to lose your marriage, to lose your money, but another is to lose your life. And that's what Gideon was up against. But fortunately, uh, so they demanded, bring out your son, he must die because he's broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. But Joash replied to the hostile crowd around him. He said, are you going to plead Baal's cause? Are you trying to save him? Whoever fights for him shall be put to death by morning. If Baal is really a god, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So because Gideon broke down Baal's altar, uh, they gave him the name of Jerob Baal um, that day, saying, let Baal contend with him. So for us to become stronger people, which in this day and age is incredibly important, 
we got to stand up and begin to follow God's direction in our life. All right? God is about to give every one of us, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's tonight, tomorrow, or even a week from now, it's time for us to listen to God's direction and follow that direction. Some of us, God is going to tell us to stop doing something. Others of us, God is going to tell us to start doing something. But regardless of whatever that is, we need to follow God's direction, and that is going to make us a stronger person. Up until now, we've been weak because we haven't followed that direction in our life. We may be following God in nine ways, but not following God in the tenth way. And we need to follow God wholeheartedly. Every part of our soul, being, mind, everything. We need to do everything that God is telling us to do. We're going to become so much stronger as a result of it. So get past the threat of danger and do what God has told you to do. All right? It's the first step of guidance. If you're going to become a strong person, take that first step of guidance from the Lord. All right? Gideon's grew, Gideon's strength grew as he took care of things in his own life first. Did you get that? Gideon's life, his strength grew when he took care of his own household first, things in his own life first, and his own family first. So here's some things, maybe some first steps that God may be telling you in order for you to renew your strength, all right? I'll just read them off. Maybe you can identify with them. Maybe you can't. But God might be telling you to exit a negative relationship. If you have a relationship with someone who's bringing you down, you might need to exit that relationship. Now, if that person is your spouse, I'm not in recommending you get a divorce, but it's time for you to start putting boundaries and say, you know what, I'm not going to listen to this negativity anymore. I'm, I'm exiting this negative relationship. They're bringing you down instead of building you up. Or maybe God is saying, um, you know what, give up on insisting on always getting your way all the time. Stop having such a controlling personality and stop insisting on always getting your way. I'll never forget talking to a, a friend of mine who was married, and he said, Steve, being right all the time is highly, ra- uh, is, is highly overrated. <laughs> you know, Anytime you always have to be right, that means someone is always having to be wrong. And we need to give up on that. Sometimes, sometimes let other people be right. Um, here's another thing God might be dealing with you, refusing... Um, to have your to, to have your feelings hurt so easily some some folks get their feelings hurt at the drop of a hat and my god might be telling you hey stop getting your feelings hurt so easily just stop stop already and and be a stronger person um maybe god's telling you don't worry about what people think about you anymore just stop worrying about that stop always thinking about what they're thinking about you and start worrying more about what god thinks about you uh, God might be asking you to fast from your entertainment for a while. Maybe especially in this time as we're cooped up in our homes, uh, we're, we're over-entertaining ourselves, and God's saying, you know what, fast from entertainment for a while. Or, or maybe his direction to us is come out from your hiding and your isolation and allow yourself to become vulnerable to the world around you. Um, hiding in isolation is not anything that God wants from us. He wants us to come out and trust Him that He's going to protect us, that He's going to guard us. Maybe God's instruction to us is relax and rest in God's righteousness 
and don't work so hard for your own righteousness. Maybe that's what his direction is. And just as Gideon went down that night and took action on these things, we need to take action on these things as well. Maybe God's telling you, hey, be generous and give something that you have. Give it away to someone else and break that that yoke of of greed in your life. Go Go be generous. Maybe that's what God is telling you. But whatever the case is, we need to ask this week, ask God to give us the the instruction, the direction, so that from there we can become a stronger person. I love that this in Ezekiel 14, I ran across this about a week ago. I was studying in Ezekiel chapter 14. It says, some of the elders of Israel came to me. Now, the author of Ezekiel, as you would guess, is Ezekiel. And so the elders of Israel came to Ezekiel, and they sat down in front of him. And in verse 2 in Ezekiel 14, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and have put wicked stumbling blocks up before their faces. Should I let them inquire of me at all? Therefore speak to them and tell them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When any of the Israelites sets up idols in their hearts and puts puts a, a wicked stumbling block before their faces, and then they go up to a prophet, I, the Lord, will answer them myself in keeping with their great idolatry. Um, it goes on, though, and says, I will do this to recapture the hearts of the people of Israel. Let me tell you what, all of these things, um, these idols that we have, and I've mentioned what they are, some of them, negative relationships could be an idol. Worrying what people think about us could be an idol. Refusing uh, or always having our feelings hurt. That's, that's, a, that's idolatry of self. Um, you know, uh, entertainment could be an idol. When we set these idols up, God confronts us. And when he confronts us and we obey, he recaptures our hearts. He recaptures our hearts. And God is wanting to do that. He recaptured Gideon's heart that night when Gideon went down and said, I am sick of these idols. I'm sick of these things that have been keeping me oppressed all the time. I'm sick of them. He went down there and destroyed his own personal idols. Even though it put him him at risk, he, he destroyed. And when that happened, God recaptured his heart. He recaptured Gideon's heart. And God wants to recapture each and every one of our hearts. It's going to make us so much stronger. When our hearts are fully devoted and dedicated to the Lord, oh, we're going to become so much stronger. So, so much stronger. And that's why the Bible, I'm going to end with this scripture right here in Luke 10, 27. Um, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And God is looking to recapture our souls, recapture our lives, our hearts, our desires, so that we're fully and completely committed to the Lord, totally in love with Him.